Welcome to Too Soon with Too Soon with Ralph and Taylor. Me. Uh, we're gonna get into a lot of stuff this week. If you watched the first episode, thank you, thank you for coming back and listening to episode two. You, wa- you, wa- you said watch. You said watch. Listen, <laughs> you can watch it. You, you can watch like the sound stupid. waves on your on your iPhone or your Droid uh, go up and down. I don't. I don't know if that's true. You can uh, if you're on acid, you might see us standing in front of you. <laughs> it's actually your lamp and your couch. You go to bed. Um, yeah. So uh, what's what's been going on, Taylor? Um, I. Uh, um. Uh, uh, nothing. Uh, All right, that was that was a long pause for nothing. I thought there was going to be a build up to something. Um, I've been good. Been looking at news stories this week. And, I have uh, not. Taylor has been uh, doing nothing. Mostly cranking it. Mostly and reading Mein Kampf. Mostly. Um, if you are a first-time listener to the show, uh, we talk about weird things in the news. We talk about pop culture, uh, pop politics, and uh, just things going on in everyday life. And we are not qualified to talk about any of those things. And we will go off on tangents, and they will be very um, self-destructive. Barack Obama's a socialist. There you go. We'll say things that will make you want to turn this off. <laughs> uh, that's why it's called Too Soon. Uh, so our first news story of the day, it's actually timely because it just came down today. Jerry Sandusky, um, everybody's favorite grandpa, Jerry Sandusky, <laughs> got 30 to 60 years for child sex abuse. Now, why? what bothered me about this story most of all is that... Jerry Sandusky, yes. 30 to 60 years, he's an old man. He's probably going to die in prison, even if he's not shivved in the courtyard. <laughs> Which we all know how child child molesters and rapists get along in prison. Yeah. They're kind of on the bottom end of the food chain there. And by food chain, like I mean rape. Evasion. Yeah, the, the rape chain. Yes. Tractor rape chain. But the thing that bugged me most about this was that um, the uh, pyramid scheme guy. What's his, what's his name? Um... Oh, why am I why am I why am I drawing a blank on this? Fucking okay. oh, well, I know what you're talking about. I just can't think of the yeah, Bernie Madoff. Oh yeah, that guy got like 150 years. Like he he he's serving a bunch of consecutive sentences, yeah. but 30 to 60 years for a child molesting because rapist. None of the kids that Jerry Sandusky molested were Jewish. That's it. That's yeah. what it is. And because the Jews <laughs> own the court systems. Then you have that. See? I'm being zany today. <laughs> they said that he could have faced as long as 400 years for his conviction. They're like, nope, we'll stop. We'll stop between 30 and 60. Somewhere between 30 and 60 is the right number. I, I always like when they do that to anybody because it's like, do the prison systems know of an injection that can forcibly keep you alive <laughs> to withstand all of your punishment? Or do they just keep your corpse in a prison cell for your great, 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 great grandkids to bury? <laughs> Like, that's do they release it to them. I think you're onto something with the injection. Like, they should keep you, like, alive. Like, what was the uh, the girl who was, like, brain dead, but they kept her alive because her parents were, like, Christians and stuff. And they, they didn't want her to. It was, she was a vegetable. Well, I know Terry Shiba. Terry Shiba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. should do, like, a Terry Shiba thing with Jerry Sandusky where they keep him alive on machines and stuff. <laughs> they keep him hydrated so when, like... And they just have, like, a line, just, like, a constant line of people raping him nonstop. There's nothing funny about rape. But when you rape someone that, like... When you rape kids, a rapist, yeah, it's hilarious. It's, it is, like... And then circle. candy comes out like a piñata. 
Like God makes candy come out of the rapist's mouth. <laughs> this, is, this seems like the only. It's like when frogs rain rain down at the end of Magnolia. It's like this is the only like the possible thing that could happen. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson scripted this judgment. Um, McKean County Common Pleas Court Judge John Cleland uh, was brought in to hear the trial after all of Center County's judges recused themselves because <laughs> they all either knew him or had a kid that was fondly molested <laughs> by him. Uh, told Sandusky that at age 68 he would be in prison for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Now, let's say, you know, in 20 years he's up for parole. You know, um, would they let him out? Mm-hmm. Because they figure, like, you're in a hover round. You're not raping anybody. You can still rape people from a hover Oh, round. no. According to the commercial, you really, can go really out. <laughs> um, really good at rape. You have to be a, a pro-rapist to rape someone with a hover round. Going into the court, he still promises that he's innocent. Oh, he's innocent. Yeah. I think he's innocent. I don't uh, understand that at all. Like, he was caught in the shower, right? Like... like yeah, like what is his? Like, no, this isn't what it looks like. And there's no, there's no, this is what it looks like. Well, I lost a coin in this boy's asshole. I put some gum on the end of my penis to fish it out. It's what any normal This is like a crazy sitcom situation. <laughs> oh, is, well, it's like Jack Tripper and Mr. <laughs> Furley just walked in the wrong Except for door. rape and children. Except Janet's a 14-year-old boy and John Ritter is raping her. Uh, I always thought that the uh that the that the neighbor on that show um Mr. Fur- Mr. Larry, not Mr. Furley, but Larry, his buddy from the bar. I always thought he, he was a was, rapist. Is he on an afro? Is he the one with the yeah, afro? That's oh, who no, Quagmire is based on. Quagmire from uh, uh, Family Guy. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know a lot of Three's Company, but I do know enough to know who that is and to say, yeah, probably true. Probably if true you don't fact. know Three's Company, you're a communist. Uh, well, then our president doesn't know Three's Company. I'm, keep, I'm, bring, I'm gonna keep bringing that up until until it's it's true. So that leads us right into our next story. Uh, anyone who doesn't know the name Victoria Jackson, hmm. uh, she was on Saturday Night Live in the late '80s, early '90s. Real high pitched voice, played You're ukulele like a lot. I don't know why this is <laughs> happening. Uh, and any nerd out there will tell you that in the film UHF, she was Weird Al's girlfriend. Um, so if you don't know who Victoria Jackson is, that is the right response to being told Victoria Jackson did this. This this story is one in a continuing two-year uh, string of stories about Victoria Jackson. I want to go back to the beginning when, when she first showed back up on the radar. Uh, there was an episode of Glee that had the first gay kiss between uh, Blaine and Kurt. And I know the names. Uh, because I watch Glee. I'm going to just go ahead and admit that now. I like I the song. I won't say a single thing about how, how terrible <laughs> and stupid and vapid Glee And is. I want to see the movie Pitch Perfect because it looks really funny. I, hey, Rebel Wilson's funny. Yeah. I'll, I'll give that to you when Adam Devine's funny. And I like but, acapella teenagers. It's so like overdone. Like like it's funny that we went from vampires being oversaturated in our in like our culture to fucking like acapella groups. Like that was like like vampire the next step. Million dollar idea. Vampire acapella group. Why? That's what you know. That's the next fucking uh-huh. step. I want to suck your blood. <laughs> you are you great. are Aaron Seltzer reincarnated. <laughs> so, anyways. 
Going back to last year, last season on Glee, there was a gay kiss. Uh, Victoria Jackson made headlines because on her public blog uh, and on Fox News, which is her safe haven, uh, she made a comment about uh, the actual quote was, did you see Glee this week? I'm going to I'm going to try to do it like her. Sickening. And besides shoving the gay thing, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm done. I think <laughs> not until last week. So you don't I don't need to be doing any of that. Uh, the gay thing, shoving the gay thing down our throats, which is a fun sentence anyway. <laughs> they made a mockery of Christians again. I wonder what their agenda is. Hey, producers of Glee, what's your agenda? One-way tolerance? Now, let's talk about the irony of that sentence. She's saying that Glee promotes one-way tolerance mm-hmm. when she is avidly against the fact that they show two guys kissing because she's not tolerant of it. I Like, I don't think that the glee is making people gay i think glee is making people annoying but um i don't under like i don't understand why like christians are like this isn't like a thing i believe in you're attacking me like why is that the first response like why can't you do- i mean i get it like some atheists are really fucking annoying with that shit too. oh yeah but yeah. like it's worse. atheists can be the most yeah. annoying people in the world but it's like it's just like worse when you're supposed to be turning the other cheek and you're just like, oh, why are you tagging me? Well, here's here's what here's the key to this whole story. Um, she's not homophobic because, as Victoria Jackson herself says, homophobia doesn't exist. Did you know this? No, that's true. It's that's not a that's real true. thing. I don't. It's a cute little buzzword of the liberal agenda. She says um, because hope. Uh, homophobic behavior doesn't exist because homosexuals don't exist because obviously it's a choice. You're choosing to defy God. Uh, I realize that you're like you're, you're just explaining this shit, but like uh-huh. homophobic is a term that makes sense yes. because it is like if even if it's just a choice, you are against like the choice of like being like two like like two men or two women like doing stuff like that's still like gay. If it's just a choice, that's still fucking being against it. That doesn't make any sense. Like to say, oh, it doesn't exist. Well, then she throws Muslims into this debate. <sighs> she says they should have a celibacy campaign and tell kids that fifty percent of teenagers now have this new STD from oral sex. Uh, that's what they should be doing instead of trying to make kids gay. I just want to know why the liberals are pro-Muslim and pro-gay. Muslims kill gays. That's what's confusing to me. And the only thing I can come up with is that the Muslims hate God and the the gays hate God's word. Victoria Jackson. That is just a book out, by the way, that I'm not going to plug the title of because I don't want you to buy it. Actually, no. (laughs) Illegally download... Is my bow too big? By Victoria Jackson, and then print it out and set it on fire. <laughs> I don't um, like. So that whole "judge not lest ye be yeah. judged" is the part of the Bible she missed. The whole like Muslim gay thing, like that was that started out as just a logical and fallacy. Like, like yeah, there are Muslims that like I mean the extremists who were like gay being gay is against the word of God. But then it just turned into fucking batshit crazy exactly. nonsense. Where like she's like, well, this is this, but and then like she fucking like trails off into like a fucking like psychotic well, fugue. My problem is you can't preach that. 
that we're not being tolerant of your beliefs when it's your yeah. beliefs that don't agree with this way of life. You can't mm-hmm. just leave it alone. That's what bugs me. Not to get too serious or too soapboxy, yeah. but I want to get to this other thing where she gets a little political with it, as if that wasn't political enough. Mm-hmm. This is very funny to me. It's on par with someone not believing that dinosaurs existed. <laughs> Victoria Jackson. Which people don't believe. There are, there are, that's how Ian pointed that out. Our brother, Ian, pointed that out today, that there are, there's an entire internet community for oh, yeah. people who don't believe that dinosaurs exist. No, the bones are put here by God to test our faith. I don't know if you knew that. Which I'm sure at one point in time that was, they were put here by Satan to test our fate, and then that like doesn't like... God's always about testing yeah. our faith, isn't he? Yeah. He gives us free will, and then he's like, question me, bitch. Come on. I dare you. That is tyrannical. Uh, so, Victoria Jackson, trying to clean up the uh, mess she made of the Glee comments, um, starts getting into politics and says that it's important to go vote and to vote Republican, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, admits that she didn't vote until she was in her 40s. Why do you think she didn't vote she was in her 40s take a take a stab in the dark um i don't know whatever you say isn't going to be as crazy as this one simple thing i couldn't even i couldn't even hazard a guess she didn't know how to vote okay that just qualifies you from having any political opinions ever. Like, and I realize like sometimes like, oh, like I don't know this. I don't know how this simple process works. I'm too embarrassed to ask anyone. Like, how do I like vote? But like, how old is she now? I punch this. <laughs> I press this. Like, that's like insane that you're like, I guess it's just not worth my time. Like, I get like being like apathetic about it. Like, I thought there was a lever. <laughs> Like I, like I, I recently like registered to vote on like rock the boat and stuff. And of course. They, like after I was finished, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And then they say, no, wait, you have to print out this PDF and mail it to them. Yes. Like that's a lot of work. I, I have to do that. I have to do that tomorrow. Very thorough. But like, just like, like being like totally ignorant of it. Well, and then like, and then like, like 40 years later, like, I guess I'll get involved in this now when I'm like in the age where fucking dementia will oh, set in. But wait, there's more. Her exact quote to this was, I didn't vote for anyone. I didn't know how. I didn't know where to go. I never saw a sign that said, vote here. I didn't know how to register or even that I had to register. I didn't know what the candidate stood for or how to find out. That is Word insane. of mouth, I guess. But no one I hung out with talked about politics ever. Then it gets worse. She thinks she helped George W. Bush in 2000. Who was who was George W. Bush running for president against in 2000? 2000. Al Gore. Okay. She thinks he defeated Bill Clinton, who was at the end of his eight-year term. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So her quote is, Now, when I say I'm mad at the Christians, I include myself. I am a Christian. And I must confess, if I am to be truthful, that, okay, I'll just put it out there. The first time I ever voted, I was 40-something. There, I said it. It's embarrassing. But I'm trying to make a point. It was the year Clinton said, that depends on the meaning of the word is. That whole thing with Monica Lewinsky where that's ridiculous and he said that in the court of law. I agree. But she says, I snapped. His adultery didn't shock me so much. I had three preachers already who had done that. So she's apparently desensitized because her preachers were fucking other women. I don't know. Uh, It was that haughty look, lack of shame, and zero repentance combined with that asinine sentence 
the meaning of the word is, is what led me to the voting booth. I know I always thought politics was for middle-aged people, but then one day I was the middle-aged people, so I voted Clinton out. My vote counted. Bush won. So she doesn't understand term limits, first of all. And she doesn't understand that the popular vote actually went to Gore. Yeah. Uh. This like like I I had very little idea of this. I literally just watched a video of her interviewing people at the DN. Was that the DNC? Well, that that's the that's the present story. That's what I'm even building mm-hmm. up to. This happened a year and a half ago. Like this is not. And she's still allowed to walk the streets. Exactly. And she had some funny stuff on. I've laughed at some of her stuff. Mm-hmm. And UHF is one of my favorite. Films You've of laughed all time. at things people have written for her, and now she's writing for exactly. herself. It's much less funny. Um, so she says she didn't vote in her 20s because Reagan was president and she felt secure. The middle-aged people had handled that for me. I did a handstand on the Saturday Night Live update desk to celebrate Reagan's trip to, she says, Rejevich. It's Reykjavik mm-hmm. in Iceland. Uh, he went there, ended communism, and tore down the Berlin Wall with his charm, courage, and deployment of Pershing and cruise missiles in Europe. That's my president. I am safe. She does know that she that he didn't end communism, correct? That's a that's a huge. There's actually a really good book called "Tear Down This Myth." That's all mm-hmm. about how Reagan did not actually end. Actually, Pope John Paul. As much as I'm like I'm not Catholic or whatever, I give him like he had a lot to do with ending mm-hmm. communism. Actually, um, but uh, it's a big myth that Reagan went over and punched through the Berlin Wall and <laughs> ripped it with his bare dipper <laughs> hands and threw jelly beans at the Germans. And told them to catch up on the fucking watch. So that brings me to the current Victoria Jackson story. Yes, I'm not even at the current Victoria Jackson story. She went to the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, a few weeks ago. And she filmed her conversations with gay people at the convention. Uh, because as we all know, the Democratic National Convention is just gay people. Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> people are being turned into pillars of salt. My it's, God. It's club med with ties, pretty much. <laughs> it really genuinely is. Uh, if you've seen the movie Exit to Eden, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell, tight spandex, it's hot. Uh, she filmed her, her civil conversations, and for the most part, she was just asking questions. She wasn't berating them or telling them they would go to hell per se, but she was asking very dumb questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so the gay people tried their hardest to uh, uh, appeal to her with logic and compassion, mm-hmm. but as they realized that she is two sandwiches shy of a full picnic. Um, <laughs> I've never heard that. I've never heard that specific. Victoria idiot. Jackson pointed out that she thinks sexuality is a choice and she chooses to be straight. So in Victoria Jackson's mind, one day she could wake up and be like, I feel like having sex with a girl. Like, <laughs> she's totally into so that. So she thinks that uh, heterosexuality is also a choice? Yeah, that you choose if you want to well, be... Well, that defeats the entire purpose of it. You could yeah. just be having sex. Like, with that lot, like, like, the Republican... She's not even a fucking Republican then. Yeah. It's either God... She she says that no one should identify themselves by their sexuality. They should be identified... Actually, she says, identity, why is it in your sex life? Why can't your identity be in Christ? What? 
Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, just as she was trying to explain that gays have the same rights as straight people and therefore are not discriminated against, mm-hmm. which she obviously doesn't realize that they can't marry in about 42 of the 50 yeah. states. Um Somebody comes up, this angry stranger comes up off of the street, approaches them to express his disapproval of homosexuality. Instead of seeing how this man just disproved the point that Victoria Jackson was trying to make, that they are discriminated against, Mm -hmm. she turned to the man to let him know that she agrees. She does not believe in homosexuality. So the gay man she was interviewing says... It's not like Santa Claus. It's a real thing. (laughs) So inside the convention, she asked two women if they're supporting Obama at the DNC, kind of a foregone. No, I just kind of wandered in here. I I saw free hot dog sign. (laughs) And lesbians. Free hot dogs and lesbians. Free fish tacos. There's a stereotype. Gross, real gross. Right? Uh, so I, I still, I'm a 30 year old man that giggles every time I see fish tacos on a menu. I can't help it. Um, so, anyways, uh, she asked these girls if they're supporting Obama. They turned out to be a lesbian couple who remembered Victoria Jackson her famous glee comments. Mm-hmm. Instead of answering her questions, they just responded by making out with each other. Yeah, I watched that video, and while I do not agree with Victoria Jackson, the entire thing was them just like. I fucking hate when they do like like videos like like interviews like that where it's just they're just focusing on why do you support Obama and it's just like oh he supports gay marriage not like any yeah. of his other things yeah like that's great that he supports gay that's marriage. as bad to me as somebody saying they're only voting for the Republican because, because they oppose yeah. abortion mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a single issue yeah. thing that that also mm-hmm. bothers me too it's so it's become so superficial and ridiculous yeah well because Obama's been in office four years yeah. and gay marriage still isn't legal everywhere mm-hmm. and neither is weed yeah. but this is another issue we can get into another time uh, <laughs> yeah let's never get into the weed. He actually, Obama, seriously, is has been the since the seventies the harshest president on marijuana logs. Has shut down a lot of dispensaries in California, hmm. which is actually one thing that I very much disagree with him on. And also, I feel like whole- he's playing to the middle of the road when you know he's cool with it because the video got you don't sleep on Barry Barry O. Have, have, have you seen that? That no. video, the same week that the Romney video came out, where he was giving some comments at the speech about the forty-seven percent, a video was released from the early nineties, uh, might even be late eighties, of Obama smoking weed at a college party mm-hmm. and stuff, and he made the comment, "You don't sleep on Barry O." <laughs> I fucking love that. That that's a best. The fact that I have not heard about that, it like just shows how like it's the liberal media. You yeah. know that, right? The liberal, they don't want to know. <laughs> the Jew run media. <laughs> Here's the. Thing. Thing. Any liberal media would never let you address on their media that they're a liberal media. Yeah. Like, I hear that all the time in the news, and it's always on, like, liberal outlets. Mm-hmm. Of course, Fox says it all the time, but that's another yeah, story. Yeah. So, Victoria Jackson, uh, there's also a really funny video, YouTube, uh, Julie Brown and Victoria Jackson. Julie Brown, uh, anyone who was around as, as old as me, mm-hmm. watched MTV in the early 90s. Uh, there was downtown Julie Brown, who her catchphrase was Wubba Wubba Wubba. She was the black lady with curly hair. Uh, this is Julie Brown, who had a comedy show. She was in uh, the movie Earth Girls Are Easy, uh, which had Jim, one of Jim Carrey's first movie roles. Uh, uh, somebody out there listening to this has seen this film. I Anyways, don't know what you're talking Julie about. Brown is a comedian. Uh, she did a YouTube video where she impersonates Victoria Jackson, and it's hilarious. So YouTube, Victoria Jackson, and Julie Brown, and you will. It's like one of the top things that comes mm-hmm. up. Um, 
One one quick thing that I that I want to hit on before we get to some really strong things that Taylor's going to take over for about an hour talking about. It's going to be real disconnected and just like the all over the place. But my anger has been building up for this. We gave Taylor some go go juice. He's, he'll be oh, fine. Jesus Christ! Uh, already starting with it. So I'm so I'm hinting at it. But first, I. I I found this article while I was Googling weird news because I always like to find like weird out of the mainstream things. Uh, I found this uh, article on the weird ways celebrities have wanted their bodies disposed of. Oh no! Yeah, did you, did you read this yeah. Um Hunter S. Thompson. I actually, I actually knew this. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Gone. He he invented Gonzo journalism. Yeah. Uh, the writer of Fear and Loathing and the Rum Diaries mm-hmm. and all that. Um, he was kind of the Hellraiser. Committed suicide uh, in the early two thousands. Uh, decided to have his cremation urn sent by rocket into the sky. <laughs> the writer and journalist had his ashes fired from a one hundred fifty foot tower. The cannon placed on top of the tower was paid for by Johnny Depp, who played Hunter S. Thompson in Fear and uh, Loathing, uh, exploded all over his Colorado farm. So Johnny Depp pays to have Hunter S. Thompson uh, shot out of a cannon over his Colorado farm, as Thompson would have wanted. This is what he would have wanted. According to his widow, quote... He loved explosions, <laughs> and he did. If you watch like footage of him, he always had like a something, something with alcohol in it, and he just like kind of talked like this all the time. And he was fucking crazy, but good crazy, not like Victoria the, Jackson crazy. The key to this is the cannon was shaped like a two thumbed fist, holding onto a piece of hallucinogenic peyote. Yeah, you'll have that. Where did they have that cannon <laughs> manufactured? Like I don't, I don't know, like who they called him. Like, hey, can you make us this cannon launcher? Um, Jimmy Dean, not grated into sausage, as I thought. <laughs> uh, his requests were very specific. He was asked to be placed inside a $350,000 piano mausoleum. <laughs> now, does that mean that it is a piano that houses his ashes, or it's a stone mausoleum <laughs> shaped like a piano? Because this article does not clarify that for me, and I need to know. Um, and he had his mausoleum inscribed with the words, here lies one hell of a man. This is the cockiest thing you could have ever gotten on a tombstone. Humble brag. Humble, humble brag. brag. Uh, Not even humble brag. Did you know that Tupac didn't have a funeral because he felt that it would obviously be shot up by gang members? He didn't want all of his homies in one place because they'd be shot coming out of it. So instead, he had his gang mix his ashes up with weed (laughs) and smoke him. Tupac was actually smoked by his gang. Um, I'm also getting confirmation by our producer, Trevor, that it is a piano gravestone. It is an actual (laughs) piano over a gravestone. His ashes are inside of it. Uh, That was Jimmy Dean, not Tupac. Tupac was smoked by the homies. Tupac was secretly Jimmy Dean. Um, Frank Sinatra was buried with a bottle of whiskey, a lighter, and a dollar in change. Just in case he had to cross the river sticks. Exactly. Just in case. Um, In case he needed to make a phone call 20 years ago. He had change (laughs) in his pocket. Um, And Valentino, Rudolph Valentino, uh, one of the earliest sex symbols of the uh, beginning of the screen era. Hmm. Um, There were a number of strange things. Over over 100,000 people attended his funeral, and the funeral directors hired actors to act as a guard sent by Italian dictator Benito Mussolini. <laughs> Apparently, 
Valentino wanted to make it seem like he had an in <laughs> with Il Duce. Il Duce. <laughs> like, uh, not content with one funeral, there was a second one held in Hollywood, and they were showered with red petals from an overflying plane. That's, That's some ballin' ass shit. That is seriously ballin'. So that brings me to the question of the week. How do you want your funeral to go? Hmm. If, you, if, if, if money was... You die a crazy rich person... What would you have your funeral be? If I die crazy, I'm going to have my body reanimated and then I'm going to have people fight me to death. Very good. Um, snakes. Lots of snakes and scorpions and uh, huh, on top of like the tallest building in the world at the time. So I want that? donated to necrophiliacs. <laughs> I feel bad for your those body. people. I'm not using it. Let them do what they want. Um, either that or fill me with candy and throw me off the Sears Tower. <laughs> oh, God, that will be fantastic, too. Tragic and fun at the same time, <laughs> I feel, personally. Um, so that is the weird funerals of celebrities. Um one other real quick one before we get to the one that's going to send Taylor off into Tumorland. Um, <laughs> a wife on Craigslist uh, advertised that she was looking for a stripper for her husband's birthday. Um, earlier, I thought it was anniversary, actually, but it's not. Hmm. Um I'm looking to hire – this was the actual Craigslist ad. I'm looking to hire a beautiful blonde stripper, 18 to 25, for my husband's 40th birthday. Didn't know where or how to do this. Thought I'd try Craigslist. Now <laughs> Which not, is kind of like, that was a good first guess. It really was. Now not sure where to post the ad. I have talked with friends who say five to one thousand is a fair price. Anywhere in between there, I've given you Wait, some leeway. Five dollars to one thousand dollars. That's how the ad reads. It says five dash one thousand is a fair price. So either five thousand dollars and she was like, I want one thousand dollar bills. <laughs> Would like some burlesque and modern stripping. Thanks for looking. Uh, so winner of the coolest wife of the year yeah. award. When we thought it was the four, the thirtieth anniversary, fortieth anniversary. I, for some reason, I thought it was the thirtieth anniversary. I imagine like a fucking like sixty year old man, just like you know, and your eighteen year old stripper slash concubine. <laughs> I want to know like. Did she? Is she gonna be there when it happens? Like, is she gonna film it? Is she gonna like leave for twenty four hours? Was this a, was this a three way situation, or was it just like a? I feel like there was go. hopes for it to turn into that. Yeah, I feel like it was gonna become. She was like, she did all the work. She deserved some of it. Um. All right. The moment we've all been waiting for. The moment that's going to cause Taylor to have a hemorrhage. I don't even brain. know that I could like connect my thoughts well enough to to cur- like do this segment properly. But I'll try my best. I just want to stress before this starts that whatever you like in the entertainment world, reality television, whatever, that's fine. You know, whatever. I get sad that there are hardworking, creative people writing scripted television that are having their jobs lost because more people would rather watch something on TLC, which started out as the learning channel and now is like (laughs) whatever circus sideshow act they can give a reality show to is what they do. So here's the headline. Taylor, control yourself. Yeah, I'm looking something up. TLC gave the Honey Boo Boo family a huge raise this week. 
Um, June Shannon, Honey Boo Boo, and the rest of the clan got an enormous salary raise from TLC after the second episode. It says they didn't even ask for it, but I heard another story that says that they did go ask for it. Yeah. They weren't going to shoot any more episodes unless they got it. Apparently, they were receiving between $5,000 and $7,000 an episode. Which is already too much. Which is enough for plenty of Red Bull and Mountain Dew, <laughs> which is what I assume this family exists just on. Cheeseburgers. Oh, God, just cheeseburgers. After the second episode, it was apparent to TLC they had a quote-unquote big hit on their hands. Uh, so network honchos approached the family and told them they're boosting their salary. Uh, the increase gives them somewhere between 15000 and 20000 an episode. I'm not going to explode. Here, okay. But I, I kind of want, I, I want you to. 2860 North Naomi Street, Burbank, California, 91504. I want one of you to make a bomb and drive it there. That is... <laughs> that is... And, and just... You know what? Give me the bomb. I'll drive it, and then I will take myself with the explosion that destroys Authentic Entertainment's home like headquarters. Ladies and gentlemen, is, I want you to clock the moment we made the Today Show. <laughs> I, I thought, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet. I'm going to tweet something about, about blowing up the Authentic Entertainment headquarters, but then I'll be on a government watch list. Like, this is any fucking different. <laughs> okay. I understand that there's a demand for this stuff. They're, everyone's really depressed about life because it wasn't what movies and television and music told them that it was going to be. So they have to fill the void that has been left by the shattered hopes and dreams of, of weirdly high standards with train wrecks to make themselves feel like, oh, I'm not doing that bad because these people are on crystal meth. Or these people have almost eaten themselves to death with like through fast food and fucking Mountain Dew. It just, oh, it's draft bullshit. I enjoyed, uh, if anybody saw the season premiere of Saturday Night Live, Bobby Moynihan's impression of Honey Boo Boo's mom, <laughs> where he said that uh, he looks like somebody paused the VCR tape in a really weird place. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm just like, I understand. I'm trying, like I, I got so angry. I read this story earlier. And I realize I'm stammering because I'm so angry, but I'm trying to hold I'm trying to just, just like hold back the floodgates so that this isn't just like popping and like angry and loud, but pop, not pop locking Ian. Ian's pop locking in the background. There are other people in the room. Um, there are other people in the <laughs> We've room. We've just peeked and behind the curtain yet again. <laughs> Producer's note, lies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, people who watch Honey Boo Boo, I realize your life is empty and you need, you feel like you're not doing, you're not like doing what like, like you could be doing, you're not like fulfilling all your dreams. So you watch people who are less fortunate than you, so that and people that are stupid and dirty and unwashed and terrifying, just terrifying fucking banshees. And you watch this and you're like, hey, my life isn't that bad. I guess. And it's also a double-edged sword because while that like fills your like, like need for like confirmation that like you're not like a fucking waste of space which you are you're a waste of space everyone's a waste of space but it also creates this fucking weird like dream world where like oh those people can have a tv show i should also have a tv show i'm going to fucking this okay this is what i'm gonna get off track the standard that reality television has created now is it like fuels the social networking like vapid circle of like I need to update everything about my life so that people can know about my life too because you can just put this mundane bullshit on TV and I'm not on TV but I could be on TV but I should but I, I don't have any ability to be on TV so I should just post everything fucking everywhere it ruins everything for everybody honey boo boo is evil reality television you know what 
No. Like, reality television <laughs> isn't evil. Reality television is a lie, which is funny because their, their, their production company's name is Authentic Entertainment. Like, stuff like Jersey Shore, like, it's vapid and stupid, but, like, you follow people like Vinny Guadino or whatever, and he's not a retarded person on Twitter. He's actually a funny, he's actually kind of funny on Twitter. And, like, it's, like, all sort of, like, a lie, and, you, like, people, smart people would know, like, these people are reading a script. Anybody who thinks it's not scripted is ridiculous, but Honey Boo Boo, I can believe that those people are actually fucking like that. Those people are unwashed, uneducated, oh, totally and they're like proud that. of being totally. uneducated. They're fucking proud of it, and because they're proud of it, people at home think they should be proud of it. It's not a, con- it's no longer just a confirmation of the fact that they're not living their life, like, the worst possible fucking way. These people clearly are, but it's perpetuating that you need to be proud of like oh I didn't do no fucking book learning fuck you I honestly think I think the problem is that people are comforted by that kind of entertainment because no matter how screwed up your life is exactly you watch that show and you go Oh, I'm not as bad a mom as yeah. her giving my kid like Red Bull and Mountain Dew yeah. or making that weird ketchup spaghetti sauce with all the sugar in it. I don't. Me. This is the thing. Like people laugh at that and then they're like, oh, I want to be just like that. I'll make I'll I'll give my children fucking just Red Bull and shit, just sugary taurine filled bullshit. Well, here's the thing. How have children's services after watching this show not come in and removed Honey Boo Boo? What is her real name? I'm I don't know. I don't right fucking now. care. We're going to we're going to say Honey Boo Boo's real name. Oh God. I don't like I think your Honey if you Boo-Boo. say it, the portal to hell opens it's up. It's like here. saying Candyman three times. <laughs> Except you say it fucking once not even in front of a mirror and she shows up and she says something stupid. What does Ratchet mean? Does it, I'm pretty sure Ratchet's from that show. She Ratchet? It's fucking trending on Twitter today. Uh, one way to know she Ratchet. You left out the fucking verb. You left out the entire verb in the thing. Redneck ignize. <laughs> I'm, oh, Al- Alana Thompson? Alana Thompson. Alana's already a terrible name for a person. Let alone a shebies. She's six years old. She subsists on nothing but energy drinks and like she'll be good ketchup for her and body. fries. Like she is so sugar and salted up. She's malnourished. Yeah. She has a family that enters her into beauty pageants, like just to. I mean, I'm assuming to get the money prizes, yeah. the cash prizes. Um, they cash reward money. her for being ignorant. Um, but again. I'm going to take devil's advocate here. I'm going to go ahead and play devil's advocate, even though I agree with everything you just said. Mm-hmm. Play devil's advocate as far as the raise goes. TLC stands to make a shit ton of money. I don't know the exact monetary amount of a shit ton, but I know it's more than a truck full. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the people that they're exploiting to make that money should definitely be cut in on it. Um, just like Jersey Shore's cast demanded all that money from MTV. And they got it. Because if people want to watch that bullshit, yeah. then it's, at least the people who are in front of the camera degrading yeah. themselves should at least be financially sound f- until they decide to buy like five speedboats and a thousand mm-hmm. Powerball tickets. Whatever it is that... that people that live in trailers spend their money on. That's all I'm saying. I, I recognize... Wow, we just yeah. alienated a lot of people. Oh my, I don't, want, I don't want people that like Honey Boo Boo genuinely to, to listen to anything I do or like anything well, I do. Well, we use words with multiple syllables. Yeah. So. It's not just grunting and clapping. So I'm sure they've tuned out long ago after Hello My Name Is. <laughs> I don't... I, I, had a, I had a thought. It was in my head. It, okay, you know what? 
Yeah, I agree with you. That's this is my this is the original thought I had is I agree with you. If if someone's willing to pay the money, it's justifiable. You can't say, well, that person like people get mad at like athletes because they make like billions and billions of dollars a year. If someone's willing to pay that, that's fine. That's fucking cat. That's the game. You're playing the game. It's fine. And the only thing you can do to fight that is to do something equally as stupid to get as much money. It's just a fucking competition. And that's that's the sad thing is the people that started watching Honey Boo Boo, whether it was genuinely like these are the people that I like. These are the people that I wanted. I want to be best friends with these people, which some people fucking do that. They're like, I want to be best friends with these reality yeah. TV shows. If I met them in a bar, we totally yeah. like a, yeah. have, a, have a beer together. Yeah. The fucking shot. sex in the city. Me in the situation. Bullshit. Me in the situation would hang out all the time. Exactly. Or the people who watched its beginning as a train wreck and then were brainwashed. You're brainwashed by this shit. The fact that you don't think that this affects you or changes your opinions of things at all is ridiculous. Anybody who watches this should be fucking, like, euthanized. Or at least chemically castrated. I'm not joking about that at all. <laughs> he has a very serious like on his face. I know that sometimes I say, like, oh, Barack Obama's a socialist. I mean, he is a socialist, but whatever. What? Uh, okay, no. We're not getting on that t- subject. The things that Barack Obama does, the question isn't whether he's a socialist, it's whether socialism is good. He is a social. He is partially socialist economically. Spreading the wealth is socialism. But it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's kind of a bad thing, but it's not a bad thing. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, anyway. Welcome okay. to Taylor Changes His Position by the Second. Okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> going back to my, <laughs> I must get to free. We can just do this podcast. I mean, be like, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Fuck you. You're wrong. Just be like, it's kind of a good thing. It's a good thing, but it's really not a good thing at all. I, really I don't want it. Like, okay. So back to my original point about Honey Boo Boo <laughs> is that whether you're watching it genuinely or you think it's a train wreck and you're going to eventually like it genuinely, you're going to find yourself being like, oh, these people are my best friends. Like, you're just perpetuating and you're feeding this per this this little girl i don't hate honey boo boo i hate the i hate first of all the older white men that are paying her to be stupid yes and the uh parents that raised her to think that this is a good fucking thing to do and they're like we're in a society that coddles that shit and and then when they're when they're grown up and they no longer serve a purpose they're going to be fucking straw dogs and they're going to they're going to be the ones that are doing they're going to do sharing fucking Shannon Doherty fucking style like infomercials about shit and it's gonna make me sad. You've you seen the show the Shannon Doherty like like online college thing. Yeah, the online college. Shannon Doherty's yeah. been reduced to online yeah. college. These people are going to be I mean, these are like they're gonna be fucking reduced from Honey Boo Boo to doing infomercials but it makes oh, me sad. Oh, I think in 10 years she'll die of heroin overdose. I hope so. <laughs> that like because she's already on the track there's no fixing what, what's wrong with these people. It's we should just be loading them into work camps. Well, the way she And I don't I'm not joking about <laughs> That all. These people serve no purpose in society except for entertainment like fucking clowns. Here's the part where we gloss over what Taylor just said um, about the work camps. No, they should uh, be in work camps. <laughs> uh, it's cute when you're six. Yeah. When you're about 15, it stops being real cute. Um, she's going to totally like Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Bynes out and start hitting people with her car. Yeah. Um, and be former child star. And everyone's going to be like, oh, it's so sad. You encouraged it. You yes. paid for this. You... Ten years from now, listen back to this podcast. You bought her Coke money, okay? You <laughs> gave her the Coke money. You put her behind the wheel of the car. You killed that security guard. Because yeah, because if Honey Boo Boo <laughs> kills the security guard in ten years, I'm gonna have the world knocking at my door to predict shit. Here's the thing: that 2022, when you're 18, that Red Bull Mountain Dew mixture doesn't do it for you anymore. So it's gonna be smack and fucking uppers. It's gonna be that, and then she's gonna dive an overdose or kill someone. 
What are you saying? Ian, Ian, our mute, our mute friend here is... He said at least she has a stripper name worked out. <laughs> <laughs> On the main stage. Honey boo boo. Honey boo boo. On the main stage. Oh, honey boo boo. So what? So yes, but so what you're doing is you're perpetuating this, and then it's going to fall back on us, the normal people, to support these people when they're fucking like they're they all have diabetes and bullshit. And stop it. And then the mom's gonna be dead in the next five years. I, I hope don't know no. If she's not dead in the next five years, I'll fucking kill her. <laughs> like, oh is, like, god, you you're, you're, your interview with Matt Lauer is gonna be epic. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Why did you wish a fatwa <laughs> on Honey Boo Boo's Why did you wish for a holocaust on all the unwashed people? <laughs> you wanted to be packed up into work camps. I heard. Uh, this is a okay. direct quote. We're gonna play you some audio here if you speak. Like, like when you went into a rage coma. <laughs> there, there is a theory I've heard about the knuckle draggers and the or the, the heavy thing pushers. Heavy thing pushers, yeah. Heavy thing pushers and the brain thinkers. <laughs> and we take all the heavy thing pushers, and these people aren't even fucking heavy. These, these are like. Just Neanderthals who aren't even good at lifting shit, which is the worst type of yeah. Like, and but no, I assume that someone who's like that, like fucking stupid, would at least be good at like manual labor. But they're not. They're just fucking just sugar balls of terror and just awful shit. And they should be at least good at something. They have no output. They just say stupid shit, and people are like, "Oh, that's hilarious that they just said something wrong with no verbs." That's fucking great. That's great. Let's give them a fucking trophy. And like, we should be putting these people in work camps teaching them how to be like fucking you know like worthwhile members of society not even worthwhile just productive members of society that can fucking push a brick somewhere or like dig a hole these people don't even know how to fucking dig a hole because their hands are too fat to hold a shovel (laughs) okay i want to make two points to summarize one we spent way too long of this podcast talking about honey boo boo child and two America celebrates ignorance and stupidity. Celebrate ignorance, and they, they're proud of it. It's not it's just, oh, oh, I'm angry. Okay, recommendation. If you, if you enjoyed that rant and you want more, rent the movie or buy the movie God Bless America, because <laughs> that's basically what that entire film's about. Yes. Uh, the combination, like, I... I don't voice these things. I like I've, I've spent the past you couple just months, did for twenty like, minutes. Yeah, exactly. I spent the past couple months not like having a staunch opinion on anything because I realized that alienates people. I'm going to lose friends thinking these these, thinking these horrible things. It works in a really, podcast. It really like, does. If I'm if I'm detached enough, I can like be really apathetic and be like, okay, whatever. Like, oh, the, the band I really like released an album that I don't really like, so I I can't really get like angry about it. Like, I'm just going to be apathetic about everything. This, this show's stupid and promotes ignorance, but I'm just going to sit back and watch it fucking happen. You can't fucking do that. The only the only thing that procures a try, I forget it's Elliot something or something. A quote, <laughs> a quote. I'm going all over the place here. The quote is, I can see the synapse firing. The only thing that like guarantees the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. We're sitting back and we're letting this happen. We should be assassinating the heads of authentic entertainment. We should be killing the people who think this is a good idea. We should be dragging them out on the street and hanging them like Mussolini, teaching people that this is not okay. Alrighty! I done, I mean every single word of it. <laughs> God, controversy is going to get us on I love it. Yeah. I, I want this to happen. I want, you, I want you all to remember that Ralph is saying nothing offensive. I am the one saying this. No, no, no. I want this to be picked up in a major media outlet. We can blow up live. <laughs> Too soon with Robin Taylor is going to blow I'll, up. I'll desperately work on trying to connect my thoughts in like a more concise manner. <laughs> I actually prefer it when you don't. 
because uh, it's just all it's just rambling. I sound like Glenn Beck, but on the other side. No, kind of on the same side, but for other stuff. Before Taylor has a rage blackout and kills everyone in the room, uh, I, I would like to talk about a more lighthearted story that I know Taylor can bring a unique perspective to. Uh, Julian Assange, who is the uh, the the founder of WikiLeaks, uh, he's he's in a lot of trouble. And Not enemy number one for WikiLeaks, he's more, he's in trouble more for the rape. Um, he that's why he. Oh, yeah, I raped that girl. Jail. I forgot about that. Exactly. <laughs> everyone, everyone remembers WikiLeaks, but he did rape uh, like a like a fourteen year old girl or something. Uh, no, trying to find the story here, but uh, so anyways, uh, he had um, he had a meal. He he had dinner with uh, Lady Gaga. <laughs> so you have Julian Assange and Lady Gaga having dinner. Lady Gaga was dressed as a witch. <laughs> Now, I took a muscle relaxer last night, had some back issues, and I went to bed, and uh, I had a dream in which Natalie Portman was poking me with a camera tripod in my anus and feeding me candy corn while Scarlett Johansson watched. And it wasn't as fucked up as imagining the unholy union of Wiccan Lady Gaga and Julian Assange just eating dinner. Like, how do you focus on your own, like, other passersby? How do you be like, oh, that's Julian Assange. And wait, that's Lady Gaga. And why is she dressed like an extra from the Paranormal Activity old person scene have you at s- the end of three? <laughs> have you seen the the picture of her and Julian Assange yet, then? Oh, yeah. I have it up on my computer right she now. She gained weight, a little bit of weight. And yeah. she looks hot again. Okay, let's just before we address the fact that that's bad shit. Yeah, crazy, she does look hot again. Let's address the she fact that she hot. looks hot again. She she does look hot. She doesn't look, look like AIDS rattled Freddie Mercury. Yeah, anymore. she doesn't look like a coke whore. AIDS rattled Freddie. That's horrible. We don't. Okay, we talk. I about love like, Freddie Mercury. Queen's my favorite band of all time. But he did have AIDS. He was real bad at the end there. You're literally just stating a fact. And his pointy rat teeth didn't help. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, she she looked like AIDS rattled. Freddie Mercury. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. HIV on a Sunday well, she afternoon. Had, she had sharp edges. Like she, she was a little, she was a little bony. <laughs> she was like an, she was like Eon Flux there for a while. Okay. Um, so, anyways, um, the supporters of Julian Assange, in depth with this story, have been ordered now to hand over the ninety three thousand five hundred pounds in sureties, which is basically like posting bail here. Mm. Um, they posted that, and they get their money back if Assange shows up in court. Assange decided to flee, yeah. and now they lose all their money. These people who were supporting him and uh, <laughs> helping him out. Uh, so, anyways. Um, Assange dined with Lady Gaga. She popped in dressed as a witch while launching. She was after her launching her new perfume brand at Harrods. Harrods was across the street from where Assange was eating. So, MIA, rapper MIA. Yeah, this is a weird story. Tweets Lady Gaga If you're at Harrods today, come visit Assange at the Ecuador embassy across the street. I'm there. I'll bring tea and cake. And then she said, like, psh, psh, she made some cash register noises. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Assange is wanted for questioning by the Swedes over rape allegations. 
Um, he wiki leaked into the wrong <laughs> vagina. Okay, if you're like you already in trouble with the government for seeking like top, like leaking top secret shit, don't rape somebody and give them like legitimate ammunition against. Yeah, them. exactly. Like you could just be like, oh, they they don't like me and they're trying to like put me in prison because like I'm like giving away all their top secrets. But no, like now you've ruined all that. Thank you, Julian Assange. You make freedom fighters seem like assholes. <laughs> now, what do you think of the Dan- Danny DeVito story from this week? Rhea Perlman. Yeah. Danny DeVito. She's and never Rhea- going to find another love like that. For anyone that was born in the 90s, Rhea Perlman was famous for being on a show called Cheers with Ted Danson. Uh, Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman are about the same height. They're both about <laughs> four foot ten. They're perfect for each um, other. Apparently, uh, Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman announced their split uh, may actually have been separated for a while. They've been unhappy for over 10 years and are finally taking uh, steps toward a divorce because Perlman is fed up with DeVito's wandering eye. Now, here's the question that I get from this. Who is sexually attracted to Danny DeVito? I know if you got money, you can pretty much bang anybody you want. But anytime I see Danny DeVito, I think of that scene in Batman Returns where he's eating that raw fish and he's got the fish blood and guts yeah, well, all over his face. Like, you've kind of like destroyed your own sex life when you do a scene like that. Um, anyone who watches It's Always Sunny can tell you that it's not... Uh, He's not yeah. a sexy actor. Like, uh, anybody who's having sex with him, like, is clearly just doing it because he's on It's Always Sunny. Like, I just want the story. <laughs> but Rio Perlman's never going to have another love like that. No, God, no. I'm Carla so from Cheers was never going to meet anybody else. Um, <laughs> my thing, though, is that uh, Danny DeVito having sex, I feel like, would be like if James Gandolfini just walked five miles while <laughs> eating a big, like, pastrami hero sandwich. <laughs> Yeah. Like he's breathing heavier than like James Gandolfini. I I I just feel like there'd be a lot of drool and glistening uh, sweat, um, flecks of meat in his beard. Last week on the uh, Trevor and Ian talk show, we talked a lot about uh, the image of uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Channing Tatum. So if Ian's out there listening or sitting beside me like I know he is right now. Um, I want him to picture, in counter to what he's been pestering me with all week, sweaty, naked Danny DeVito. With flecks of meat in his beard going down on Rhea Perlman. With, like, pieces of sushi all over his face. Uh, man ooh. Mayonnaise. Just mayonnaise. Just going at it, dro- like drooling onto real Perman's flabby, flaccid breasts as I slap against her chin. Hey, and remember when stomach. I never had an erection ever again? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> erections. It was nice knowing you. In the biblical sense. So Danny DeVito's getting divorced uh, in technology news. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, this, this show is called No Segways with Ralph and Taylor. <laughs> Why didn't we call it No Segways? That was a totally good name. Damn, okay, so next time we do a podcast, No Segways. But the picture um, of the, the front, like the, 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 the title picture of the podcast is us on Segways. And it's like, ha, they're brilliant. being ironic. Brilliant. Fucking ironic as shit. Um, Microsoft announced that they are pioneering uh, the Microsoft Digits. It's a hand gesture sensor bracelet. Uh, if you've ever seen Minority Report or any movie set 20 years from now or beyond, 
everybody's working things with a with with their hand. Uh, everybody's got a a yeah right a <laughs> virtual screen that'll come up and they start moving emails they're making around. This? They're making yes. this. It's the uh, Microsoft Digits is what they're calling it. It's a it's a sensor worn around your wrist that projects a laser in five points to each finger. God, I'm gonna live Total Recall so hard. And it looks at the way the muscles contract and move. So everything you do, it can be done in 3D. One of the major pulls of this is if your cell phone is in your pocket, and let's say you're like driving or something, you can activate your cell phone and start dialing numbers with a virtual keyboard that would pop up in front of your fingers and call with a hands-free yeah. headset. Which is still um, pretty fucking distracting if you're driving a murder vehicle. Exactly. Um, so the digits proto is just in the prototype stages. Part of an effort to create a mobile device that would allow its owner to control a range of equipment using hand gestures could be used as a virtual TV control in which you'd hold out your hand and turn the volume down. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, change channels by making a movement with your thumb. I lied before my erections are back. <laughs> um... Uh, operate a smartphone while it's in the user's pocket and to play video games without a controller. God, I just want it. It's designed to be less cumbersome than putting on a whole glove. They want to make it a wrist with a laser beam. And so far, they're having good results with all of the hmm. testing phases. So it's conceivable within the next five years that this glove could be on the market. Uh, some experts question whether consumers would even want to wear a device like this during their day-to-day -day activities. And I say, if you can build it, some fucking idiot's going to wear yeah. it. Um, if you build it now, then they're just going to keep making smaller and smaller ones until it's hardly noticeable. And then they're just going to put the chip in your hand like the new Total Exactly. Totally well, have you seen, um, like... Idiot. Taylor and I live in a small community. Uh, to me, the Bluetooth ear headset is for business people or who get a lot of calls or assholes who want to be noticed. Um, so you get these people in like sleeveless t-shirts and like mohawks and ponytails and mullets that are coming into our places of work with a Bluetooth headset on that you I like, I always like the, business daft punk. I always like to play the game Bluetooth or crazy homeless person. <laughs> Where are they talking to themselves or do they have a Bluetooth headset? Uh, and I'm usually wrong, actually, either way, no matter which way I guess. Um, but I do want to say the digit sensor is being developed by Microsoft. Um, so I'm sure it won't work as advertised. <laughs> um, there's that great scene in the IT crowd in the uh, third season where there's a bomb threat. If anybody watches the IT crowd, there's a bomb threat outside of the office building. And Moss goes to lunch. And when he comes back, there's like a crowd of people. They've, they've evacuated the building. They don't know what's going on. They're like, there's a bomb threat. We got the bomb robot in there. And they and Moss goes in there. It's fine. The bomb robot knows what he's doing. It's fine. What operating system is it on? And the cops tell him Windows Vista. <laughs> Run! We're all going to die. <laughs> it's one of my favorite scenes in the IT crowd. What it does is the <laughs> hand device, which is actually very bulky right now, uh, use uses a radar camera. <laughs> yes, it's not bulky. It's bulky. Uh, uses a camera-based sensor that detects infrared light coupled with software that interprets the data produced to construct the model of a fully articulated hand skeleton. <laughs> I want to know that if I put it up in the air and I mimic jerking off, do I climax? <laughs> Can I just feel that in my pants? Like if I'm just making the, oh, I'm just sitting here rolling dice. What of it? What hell? Oh! Like, what What would happen with that? Snake eyes! There's another, like, sensor I can attach around my junk. Um, the IR light is invisible to the human eye, 
and will not, if you point it at somebody, cause a brain tumor. So that's always <laughs> nice. Um, and it can interact while moving from room to room or running down the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, the prototype has been built using existing off-the-shelf components. So they're just kind of testing it now, but it'll be shrunk into a manageable. Yeah. I want a really big product. one so I can be about that, that, that much closer to being Mega Man. Oh, yes, my dream is to be Mega Man or same as Iran, um, minus the boobs in vagina. I just want to be able to hit people from across the room without knowing that I'm hitting them. Uh, it would be very passive, aggressive, and yet very satisfying for me. Uh, and the story that I saved for last, because it has two words that I love hearing side by side. Is it poop and forever? Oh, no, no, no. But it is kind of close. You are not... Are we just going to have one gross medical story every single time? Yes. Yes. Not even really... I guess it's kind of a medical story. This was a a big story out of the University of Tennessee this week. Um, If I said the words butt chugging, what would you think that meant? Uh, (laughs) Um... You know how, like, in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, when those Nazis look at the, the Ark of the Covenant and, and they it, melt? it fucking melts them? <laughs> yes. Um, well, I'm assuming it's like that, but, like, it happened to butts, and then someone put it in a glass and drank it really fast. Not even close. That was never in Indiana Jones. Nowhere movie. close. Um, it's the dangerous drinking practice where you insert a funnel into your anus and have somebody pour a beer into the funnel because it bypasses your liver and you get more alcohol to your bloodstream quicker. Which is really good. you can good. die doing it. Um, they did it on Jackass. If you've ever seen the uh, – I think it was two um, – Early Saturday, 20-year-old Alexander P. Broughton of Pi Kappa Alpha, a fraternity, put something in his butt. (laughs) Oh, my God. My worldview is shattered. Of all the homoerotic activities that happen at a Greek fraternity, uh, this kid was brought to the emergency room, and he had a blood alcohol level thought to be well over. Okay. Let me just, before I say the exact number, the legal limit when you're driving that they can give you a ticket for is 0.08. Yeah. 0.08. one hundredths of a point (laughs) of your blood is contaminated with alcohol, which actually doesn't take much for a normal-sized person Mm -hmm. who hasn't eaten all day. One beer can do it. (sighs) This kid's blood alcohol level was 0.4. Four tenths. That is more than... That is actually exactly five times the legal amount of drunk you need to be to not operate machinery. They believe he ingested the alcohol by butt chugging. Butt chugging. That was like the wildest and most delicate week we, we could put there. Last week, the words butt chugging were not in the lexicon. <laughs> this week, Webster's has added it to next And Thursday. all wars are over. <laughs> uh Broughton appeared to be extremely intoxicated and shows signs of physical and possible sexual assault. I'm going to go ahead and say that once you've inserted a funnel in there, all bets are off. (laughs) Um, Butt chugging was formerly known as an alcohol enema. Uh, Why don't we just leave it that term? That was a perfect term. Butt chugging. Not not to interject on your podcast, but vodka tampons. That was a a very real thing. And then you hit toxic shock syndrome. Ian Parisi from the Ian, uh, Trevor and uh, Ian Talk Show is uh, here with us. Yes, it was, what was it? It was like they would would soak soak them in vodka. vodka. It was a direct direct link to the bloodstream. They get drunk faster. So this has been a thing for a while, but dudes are just catching on because dudes are way slower. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we know the girls have been sure 
faster. <laughs> um, because of the primary job of the intestines to absorb nutrients into your body, if you put alcohol directly into your colon, it's absorbed much more rapidly than it would be if entered into your body orally, says Columbia Health's Alice, in quotes. This woman wouldn't even give her name. Uh, it can make you drunk very quickly because everybody's body is different. It's hard to judge how much or how quickly an alcohol enema would affect any one person. But this isn't the funniest part of the story. Now, he's suing the news outlets that reported this, saying he never butt chugged, <laughs> that it was from real alcohol, and he's basically pulling a Tom Cruise, in which Tom Cruise gets called a homo gay and sues every news outlet that's ever said that. I'll sue you. I'll sue you. I'll sue your pants off. <laughs> Lord Zenu will win this money for me. Uh, actually, this story does, Ian. Uh, last November, uh, they reported teens were using vodka tampons to get drunk. The tampon is soaked in vodka and inserted into the body. So what I want to ask you is, could I put a tampon in my anus? And have it absorbed. Why are we even talking about this? Why aren't we just I doing feel like, it? I feel like I should buzz out like a corn cob pipe. Like, well, yes, Ralph. Yes, you can. <laughs> I kind of... If you can dream now, it, you can be it. Hey, you I know, know what, what else works? Like, you know what else works? Drinking. <laughs> and it's slower and more fun. You know, when I have a party and I get a couple of cold ones out of the fridge, I find that you have a conversation with somebody over it. If I'm having dueling butt funnels, it's a little hard <laughs> to ask about funnels. how their work week was. That's Charlie Daniels cover, yeah. man. But ding, 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 ding. Much less, much less enjoyable of a bluegrass song. <laughs> dueling butt funnels. Um, on just that, screaming. Just screaming. On that note, uh, that is the end of Too Soon with Ralph and Taylor. I don't want it to be over. Uh, well, we could always uh, tell our last story. Do you have a story that you've thought of this week? No, but I want to do Much a like a bear thing. raping the mayor. I, do, I didn't. I didn't come up with a totally true news story this week. But I do want to do a segment now, and it's called Manta Ray jokes. So okay. If I, you gotta, you gotta really prepare yourself because this is a slow grower. Okay. If I had a friend who was a composer, and he asked me. To listen to his new arrangement of the song he wrote, I would go okay, and then he would then he would play the arrangement for me, and I would go, "That's a really nice manta arrangement," and he'd go, "What?" And I then I throw a live manta ray on him. <laughs> so there's my manta ray joke for the week, and I have another one uh, that I put on Facebook, so you probably already saw it, but and it got a lot of likes because I'm really funny and stuff. Um, <laughs> but if I ever witnessed a mugging. And the lady that was being mugged, because of course it's gonna be the lady, because men don't take that shit. Uh, the the lady would be like, call the call the, the authorities, call the police, and I'd be like, okay, I'll get a police man to ray, and then I take out, I pull out a man ray from my backpack, <laughs> and I'd write citizens arrest on it in eyebrow pencil, and then I throw it at them. So there's that. Uh, I I want to carry my 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 new thesis to the, the thing I'm trying to say is I want a backpack that's big enough to carry five manta rays at a time, <laughs> and I'd have all their tails like loop over my shoulder, and I could just like grab the tail and I just swing it out. So there's that. All right. <laughs> On that note, does that mean you're manta raising hell? Oh, shit. get the fuck out! <laughs> <laughs> I will not These are my jokes. That. I will not tolerate that on my podcast. Uh, 
For this week's Too Soon with Ralph and Taylor, I'm Ralph. I'm Taylor. And uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off here. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Uh, it is facebook.com slash too soon with Ralph and Taylor. It's actually just designed today, so it'll be done by tomorrow. Uh, but it is up. You can access it. Uh, join us. Like us. Uh, we need validations as human beings <laughs> that you enjoy what we are doing and that you approve. Um, and you can also catch us at spiderducknetwork.com. Uh, purchase things through um, Amazon.com through the link on our page. Uh, kickbacks go back to Spider Duck Network for everything you buy through Amazon. Spider um, Ducks. Spider Ducks is a crossbreed between spiders and ducks, which is against God's plan, just like homosexuality. And albatross. And putting vodka in your butt. And Australian marsupials. Yeah. <laughs>